Welcome to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast Waiver Show. I am your host, Kent Wyrock. I am once again joined by Matthew Betts. Betsy, how are we doing this week? Are you, are you advancing any championship games? I am advancing in a couple of championship games. I am also not advancing in a few. So I'm kind of 50-50 here in how I did in, in Week 15. But yeah, man, I'm definitely looking forward to Week 16 and for the Fantasy Championship. I can't believe it's actually here. It happens so quick. Yeah, honestly, it it seems to sneak up out of nowhere. I'm in the same boat. I am advancing to two championships. It seems to be uh, all I'm going to get. I got knocked out, unfortunately, of the Scott Fishbowl. But you know what? Only uh, only one advance per group, so I'm not too disappointed there. Yeah, and what were you there? Like in the 50s in, uh, in terms of overall? Yeah, 58. Score? 58 was my final um, seeding at the end of the season. So Dude, I think that confirms uh, out of all the red shirts, you are – the best fantasy football player because that is Boom. really impressive out of 900 teams that's up against a lot of industry experts too or analysts so yeah i was pretty proud of that but yeah where you go all man? right yeah thank you well let's i tell you what though we we got some important stuff to talk about here because if you're listening to this show you probably made it to your championship matchup in at least one league so you still need to find guys on the waiver wire if you have any fab left it's time to spend it if you have the number one waiver wire it's time. Uh, waiver, uh, excuse me, uh, what, what's it called? Rolling waiver. If you have the number one rolling waiver, time to use it. So Waiver priority. Yeah, priority. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for, and my brain was just not going there. But um, we got a few guys here, uh, probably only a couple that I'd, I I think are really truly worth it, but at this point in the year, you just you have to use it. So from the top, let's do like we always do, start with the quarterbacks. We have to talk about Josh Allen again, right? I mean... He's the number he's like the number one quarterback in the last four weeks right now, if I'm not mistaken. And he had three straight games of two hundred yards passing. Uh last week he had one passing touchdown, one rushing touchdown. He gets New England next week, so pretty good matchup there. How do you how do you feel about Allen? And do you think he's worth playing in your championship week? Yeah, I mean, this is this kind of comes to a point where, you know, you have to just really look at what you have on your roster in terms of how did you get to the fantasy championship? If you don't have Allen, there's a good chance you have someone else that is equally uh, a great play this week. So, you know, it's, it's championship week. If it was earlier in the season, I would say, yes, absolutely, go get Josh Allen and play him. Uh, but for me, it really just depends on what your option is. And like I said, at this point in the season, you probably have, you know, a bona fide plug-and-play type of player. But I, absolutely, I'm impressed with what he's done so far, especially in these last few weeks. Um, and for fantasy, it has been absolute gold. All right. Well, looking ahead, let's say we had a maybe a top. Maybe, what what about this? You have Philip Rivers in your championship week playing against the Ravens. Would you play Rivers or Josh Allen? Good call on that one. I would probably play Josh Allen to be honest with you, because that Ravens secondary is dominant and they've been playing exceptionally well. So yeah, I would go ahead and take the matchup there and play Josh Allen. Yeah, and it's very possible that Rivers owners could could have made it to the championship game. So, um, but I, I think that was kind of my comparison as far as like a tough matchup on a better quarterback. Um, but you taking taking the better matchup for Week 16, you got to play play that defensive pairing. So, uh, yeah, I like him. I I think my next option here on the quarterback list, Baker Mayfield. I like a little bit more. He's just a little bit more reliable in terms of passing, less prone to interceptions, uh, generally. He is currently 60% owned, so he's still available in some leagues, and I think that he's a good start. He's playing against the Bengals this week at home. Last time he played them in Week 12, he had 
258 passing yards and four passing touchdowns. So uh, you kind of hope you can repeat that. Uh, how do you feel about Baker, or do you have any other quarterbacks you might uh, be interested in? I love Baker this week. The matchup is outstanding, and we got to take a minute here just to say, way to go, Browns. They topped that five-and-a-half win mark that we talked about all offseason uh, and won me some money. I put some money on that one. There you go. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. But I am also excited about the fact that Baker Mayfield gets to play the Bengals, who are just giving up a ton of fantasy points to, it seems like, every single position um, on the opposite side of the ball. So it's a fantastic matchup, and Baker's really coming into his own. I like him a lot uh, in your championship game. Just like those great teams of days gone by, the Browns of today will never say die. All right, we don't have to listen to the whole thing, but I just want to play the, the Brown song it. out there. Uh, I love that episode when we played that as the intro. But uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, I love Baker Mayfield this week. I think it's a good start against Cincinnati at home. Uh, so he's a potential streaming option if you have perhaps a bad matchup. Moving on to the running back position, I think where most of the value is going to be this week, uh, we have a couple of injury-related things we can kind of talk about real quick. I think the biggest one here first is going to be, I, I say you should go get Jamal Williams. He's probably my top ad this week. Aaron Jones sprained his MCL, uh, and then Jamal Williams took over, rushed 12 times for 55 yards and a touchdown against the Jets. Currently only 17% owned. Uh, bets that MCL injury on Aaron Jones, is it going to keep him out next week? Yeah, it definitely is. There's a good chance that we don't see Jones again. Um, in 2018, it's not a season-ending injury if it happens early in the season, but you know we're heading into Week 16, and the Packers are not going to make the playoffs this year, so uh, it would be very shocking if they put him out there, even in Week 17. But for the purposes of fantasy football, yeah, his season's over. And real quick, Kent, just to point out, I put on the dock here versus the Jets. That's not who they played this last week. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, he that's gets, next week, yeah, isn't he it? He gets to play the Jets next week so just want yep. our uh, our listeners to be aware of that my bad i i tend I, i'm like ron burgundy i just read whatever's in front of me so <laughs> i'm ron um, burgundy <laughs> uh versus the jets no okay so that's <laughs> next week so decent matchup um uh, they're kind of done uh their their d line is good but they're, they're kind of mailing it in at this point so i think it's a good play still um, yeah and i would definitely be comfortable starting him especially as a flex option um I don't anticipate him having virtually any competition for touches in the backfield. And while I don't think he's a very good football player, you have to love the volume and you have to love the fact that he's getting to play a Jets team where, you know, the Packers should be able to to pull ahead in this game at home as a favorite. So yeah, I like Williams a lot this week. Moving on. Let's talk about John Kelly running back for the, uh, I, I always want to say St. Louis Rams, the LA Rams. Uh, he's, Honestly, he's still just a handcuff, but we did get news that, you know, Gurley sat out a few plays. He had, you know, quote-unquote a knee injury, found out after the game that it was probably just inflammation, and uh, all signs seem to be towards Gurley starting Week 16 against the Cardinals, so super plus matchup. But if for some reason he were to sit, John Kelly instantly becomes a running back two or one for me uh, in Week 16. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think you you hit all the points that I wanted to mention there. You know, the Gurley injury is not expected to be serious, like you said. Um, I do expect him to fully be able to play this week. Not going to be surprised at all, though, if they keep him limited this week in practice or sit him for a few days of rest because essentially that inflammation, I believe, is more kind of to a a tendonitis type of injury um, or a contusion. And so, you know, no structural damage, which is great. 
Gurley should be good to go for week 16. But like you said, if he doesn't play, I agree with you. John Kelly is virtually a must start um, against that terrible uh, Cardinals defense, which allowed Tevin Coleman, who hasn't done anything for the past, oh, yeah. past month, to absolutely just run all over them. So, yeah, it's it's a fantastic matchup. Yeah, completely agree. So I think we've said all there is to say there. Uh, up next, you know, I wrote down this name. I wrote down Chris Ivory, but really it's whatever healthy running back there is in Buffalo. It, is it worth a desperation flex if there's one healthy running back? about that i mean they get to play the patriots so the pats haven't been fantastic against the run but at the same time you would expect the patriots to be able to handle the bills and have a lot of time where the bills are trailing and they might not be able to use the run game plus josh allen is the running game at this point i mean yeah, you just said true literally all of their running backs are injured it's so bad Lashawn mccoy didn't play with a hamstring injury however i do think he probably goes in this game because he okay. was close last week uh, Chris Ivory's got a right shoulder injury, and then you got to talk about the other guys. Marcus Murphy dislocated his left elbow; he's done for the year. Yeah, and then Keith Ford had a foot injury, and he's going to be kind of day to day. Unbelievable! And didn't didn't their fullback Demarco didn't he get injured too in the last game? He did. He did <laughs> it was for a unbelievable. Of time, but then he came back in. So oh, okay. yeah, it's it's just absurd what it's crazy. There. Um, personally, I, I don't have much interest in Ivory or anyone else uh, in this matchup for me. Yeah, honestly, I might have been interested in Marcus Murphy had he stayed healthy because he was kind of looking okay uh, with with that lead job there for all of, you know, three drives or so. But (laughs) um, I would have been interested in him. But I think some people might look to if if, let's say McCoy can't play like an ivory or someone. So I don't know. I don't want to do it. I'm just saying if there's only one running back there not named McCoy, I might consider grabbing them. So that's kind of my hesitancy. But anyway, let's move on. Talk about Kalen Balaj. Uh, now, we just heard recently that Frank Gore, the in my opinion anyway, future Hall of Famer, is likely done for the year. Could possibly be maybe end of the career. We'll see. But uh, Balaj came in and rushed 12 times for 123 yards and a touchdown, including a – it was like a 70-yard scamper. I, I don't remember the, the yardage. It was a long one. Uh, against the Vikings there, but he looked good. He looked fast. Uh, how do you feel about him? Uh, do you think he's worth grabbing, possibly playing? I definitely think he is a deeper league type of ad and potentially start. The main reason being, you know, I'm not a huge Kalen Balaj fan, but at the same time, when you look at what this team has done throughout the year, they're very reluctant to give Kenyon Drake, you know, the full reign of the backfield. And so if they continue to approach the game that way, and not give him a full workload or even you know, 75% of the workload, um, Kalen Balazs could legitimately get double-digit touches in this game, just like he did last week. Um, and like I said, you know, in, in deeper formats, that's certainly valuable. The other thing to consider here is he's playing the Jaguars, uh, which seems like it's a scary matchup, but we just saw Derrick Henry absolutely torch them two weeks ago. So uh, defense is definitely beatable. And like I said, you know, if you don't have a better option for a flex play in a deeper league, I'm definitely okay rolling out Blage. Yeah, good call. Um, let's go ahead and talk about Elijah McGuire again. We talked about him last week, but I, I you know, he's still only 33% owned. He had the lead job. He, he he had to go against the Texans, and that's a tough matchup. But he did rush 18 times for 42 yards on the ground and a touchdown. And he also had three receptions for 29 yards on four targets. Gets to play the Packers at home uh, this next week. 
I I I think he's an RB two. How do you how do you feel about him? Yeah, I don't mind that call. I think volume alone gets him there because you know it's championship week. Where else can you get a running back for free that gets you more than twenty touches? I mean, it's it's kind of unheard of to be honest. So yeah, yeah if McGuire's out there, he should definitely be owned. Um, and I believe you know, like you said, he's on that RB two flex territory. So yeah, I would definitely roll him out there um, in this matchup. Um, between Jamal Williams and Elijah McGuire, who would you like more in week 16? I would probably take Jamal Williams. Yeah, I was thinking that too. It, it It's not much. It's probably just slightly towards Jamal, but uh, I think they're both RB3 at worst kind of guys. Yeah, I would agree with that. All right, real, real quick, I guess we should touch on Wendell Smallwood. He had two touchdowns this last game. Uh, Josh Adam got hurt uh, briefly. Uh, he had a back injury. Um, so maybe something to monitor. Do you have, do you have any more insight on what happened to Josh Adams and, and why Wendell Smallwood might be someone worth picking up here? Um, not specifically. I just kind of threw this on here because I wanted us to make sure that we mentioned it in the event that Adams would sit for the team's, uh, week 16 matchup. He left for a period of time with the back injury, but then came back in and was in and out a couple of times. So it's, it's unclear exactly what's going on, you know, with that back injury. But just to remind our listeners, it was a very similar situation for Jay Ajayi this year where he kind of came in, I believe it was week three, exited, came back in, and you could see him on the sideline kind of getting stretched out. It later turned out he had a fracture in his back. So um, I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm not saying that I'm predicting that. I'm just saying if Adam sits, Smallwood would be the guy. Yeah, you uh, you you're right to a degree. I just we're still we've seen it all year. I, I just can't trust a Philadelphia Eagle running back and that's that's my sure. biggest concern Sproles has now kind of re-emerged in the offense as a pass catcher uh he's had two straight weeks of three receptions and a couple of rushing yards so um yeah I don't know it's just tough to trust yeah for sure and to speak to that as well they get to take on the Texans this yeah. week so I absolutely would not be excited about it but it would be a desperation you know no no other options out there type of play sure all right, let's move over to the wide receivers. Up first, let's talk about the dude with a couple of touchdowns, Mr. Mike Williams. Uh, he's 51% owned, so he's worth talking about, and he's probably available in your league. The reason he was targeted so often in this game is because Keenan Allen went out with a hip pointer, uh, which I have always thought is one of the weirdest injury names there there is. Like, what What is a pointer, and why, do, why is that injury-related? Yeah, basically the the pointer term comes from the fact that you know there's a there's a point on your pelvis. It's called your iliac crest. Basically, it's the top of your pelvis, and at that location there are several muscles, some hip muscles, some core muscles that attach onto the bone there. And essentially, what a hip pointer is is a direct blow or contusion to the attachment points for all those muscles. Um, basically, it creates an inflammatory response very painful, very stiff, and can cause some weakness in those muscles. So this is what happened to Keenan Allen. You saw him come down on that right hip, you know, after he made that amazing catch in the end zone. Did you oh, see that catch? I thought he had it, and I was really hoping he, he did catch it because I, I needed those points in a couple leagues. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, threw up the gooser there, unfortunately. Yeah, but that's a bummer. It's, it's an injury that, you know, like I said, acutely is very painful, but um, he should be good to go for this week, especially given that he had the, you know, the couple extra days rest with that game being on Thursday last week. Oh, you actually do think he's going to play? I, I saw some reports of that. And I, I thought it was more um, uh, kind of being uh, positive, overly positive about it. But uh, do you actually think he's likely to play? 
I do actually think he is going oh, to play. Okay. Yeah, I mean the the injury for this or the the treatment I should say for this is typically rest and then a graded return to activity. You know, doctors can also inject kind of the point at which the muscles attach, but it's kind of difficult to do. So uh, if he's still dealing with some discomfort late in the week, there's a chance that you know he has an injection and tries to play through it. But you know, I do. If I was going to bet right now, and obviously it's early in the week, I would say he is out there. Definitely a situation to monitor, monitor, though, for sure. Yeah. The, the Chargers are definitely still fighting for a uh, a buy, I believe. They have a potential to earn. So uh, they're going to be out there trying hard to, to get that. And I imagine Keenan Allen wants to contribute. So I can, I can get behind that. Uh, but I, I still think Mike Williams is worth a speculative ad. I think he could see an increased use of targets uh, while Keenan is nursing that injury. Let's uh, let's swing over to Robbie Anderson uh, over on the Jets. Uh, we've talked about a, a couple of Jets players now, so uh, I, I you know he's had he last week he had seven receptions for ninety six yards uh, and a touchdown on eleven targets, kind of out of not out of nowhere, but these last couple weeks have been out of nowhere considering how the rest of his season has gone. And I know he's been kind of you know injured a little bit, but he's only twenty seven percent twenty seven percent owned at this point in the season. And again, he gets to take on Green Bay next week. Do you think he's trustable week 16? Not really, to be honest with you. I mean, I can I can see why someone would want to play him. I mean, it's hard to ignore 11 targets. Um, but we haven't seen it at all from him this year. Now, I will say we'll give him an out because he's been injured most of the year. And so he's finally healthy. You know, Sam Darnold's getting a little bit more confident and actually throwing the ball deep, which has helped. Because that's what Robbie Anderson does, right? That's his game. Yep. So, yeah, certainly I think there's the upside there, but I would have a really tough time personally putting Anderson in my lineup and hitting submit if it was me. Yeah, I probably would too. I mean, at this point in the season, unless, I mean, maybe you lost Boyd and, you know, Keenan Allen and, you know, I don't remember if anyone else got hurt, but uh, injuries are real. So maybe you do need to go for upside in a Robbie Anderson flex. I, I don't think I'd be totally against it. Yeah, I can get behind that. Uh, speaking of another upside guy who has seemingly come out of nowhere in the last couple weeks, Robert Foster uh, plays for the Buffalo Bills, if you were not familiar. Uh, last week he had four receptions for 108 yards and a touchdown of five targets. Since week 10, he is averaging 87.6 yards a game and has at least 100 yards or a touchdown in four of the last five games. I have a feeling that many people do not know the name Robert Foster. And will no, not go get him on the way. Yeah, race. he's coming out of kind of nowhere for that Bills team. And the main reason is because they got rid of everyone else, and he's kind of what's left. Yeah, true. You know, they got rid of Kelvin Benjamin. They got rid of Andre Holmes. Um, but I'll give it to him, man. He's looked really impressive over this last month or so. I mean, the first couple times it happened, I thought it was a fluke. But, yeah, he keeps finding a way to get, get connected with Allen on those deep bombs. And I think it's really helped to elevate Josh Allen as well. So, you know, the tandem there has been effective for the Bills and for fantasy. Yeah, next week they play against the Patriots, like we uh, mentioned earlier. So, uh, how do you uh, – yeah, excuse me. Yes, they're playing against the Patriots. I was looking at something. Uh, how do you feel about that matchup? I mean, we talked earlier about how the defense hasn't been great. Do you think he's – again, are we, we're looking for trust kind of in this in this last week. So, do you think there's a trust factor to him? He is hard to trust because the volume hasn't really been there. Um, but he's the perfect guy to put in your flex if you're projected to lose by a decent amount. Yeah. Maybe you've got a really tough matchup and you somehow squeak through to the finals. 
Um, he's the type of guy that can get you, you know, 20 points, 20 to 25 points out of your flex, which can be huge. So for those types of matchups, I'm okay to throw him in your lineup. Yeah, super underdog type play. I would, I would agree with that. Uh, up last on the wide receiver list, Jordy Nelson. Yes, he's still playing football. He's uh, he's actually down to 47% owned, which I, I was kind of surprised and one of the main reasons I want to put him on the dock because uh, last week he had six receptions for 88 yards on eight targets. He's now had three straight games with six or more receptions and 48 or more yards and Derek Carr has been looking a little bit better uh the Raiders are obviously you know playing for the first draft pick but uh Jordy Nelson talking about you know being the only receiver left uh on a team he he's kind of that role right now so what how do you feel about Jordy yeah safe type of play like you said low you know low production but if you need you know 10 points in a PPR league or 12 points in a PPR league and you're Opposite of Robert Foster, if you're expected to win by a lot, I'm fine throwing Jordy in there as a wide receiver three or a flex, just given that, like you said, it's Jared Cook and no one else in the receiving game. So, right. yeah, it could definitely happen. And like I said, it's it's not the most exciting play in the world, but it's safe. Going against the uh, Denver Broncos next week, they're kind of middle of the road as far as uh, passing defense this year. So uh, worth a look, I think, in, in some deeper leagues. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the recent production has kind of got me uh, thinking about picking him up if he's available. So, uh, Up last, we got some tight ends to talk about. Uh, we talked about this guy last week, but we got to bring him up again. He's currently playing right now, and his name is Ian Thomas. He's the tight end uh, for the Carolina Panthers. He, I'm pulling up the stats as we speak. He is sitting at two receptions for 14 yards right now, although this has been kind of a, hum, a humdrum game, sort of. So... Uh, I'm not too worried about that. He's going to get targets in this offense. And uh, last week he had nine, was it nine receptions for 77 yards? Nine receptions, yep. Yeah, that's crazy. So you kind of, and you know, the the gross tight end position, uh, you got to take that. And you got to hope he can hit that once again in week 16. How, how do you th- feel about Ian Thomas? Yeah, to be honest with you, if you don't have, you know, that, that top three or those top four options in the big names, this is what you're hoping for. You're hoping for volume, and I think Thomas provides that. You know, we know Cam Newton likes to use the tight end position with Greg Olson over the years, so I, I think that honestly, he's kind of the best of the bunch of what's left out there on the waiver wire. Yeah, I would tend to agree. Uh, going against the Atlanta Falcons next week, which might seem like a good matchup on paper, but they're actually getting healthier again now. They have Deion Jones back. They're middle of the road for as far as points given up to the tight end position, but uh, lately they have only allowed single-digit points to the tight end position in four of the last five weeks, so uh, kind of sketchy on that on that front. Yeah, that, that matchup definitely is a little bit tough to trust. And the other thing, too, you know, I'll bring this up again. I'm watching this Monday Night Football game, and just to point it out, you know, Cam hasn't been looking great. He's my my sit of the week. Yeah. And he's been wincing every now and then when he gets hit. So I definitely fear more uh, more troubles ahead for that right shoulder for, of his. And obviously that would affect everyone in the passing game. Uh, Christian McCaffrey has a better passer rating than Cam Newton in this game. So <laughs> That is not a lie. <laughs> that is not a lie. Um, I, He should replace him. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, but up up last, let's talk about one more tight end, CJ Uzoma. I think he's uh, he's got a good schedule, or I suppose good matchup, because there's only one game left in the schedule for fantasy football. But 
Uh, Tyler Boyd now has gone down to injury. And what did he did he have an MCL as well? Do you, yep, do you his recall? was an MCL as well with the the right knee. It's kind of a bummer because it came right after he crossed that 1,000 yard mark. Yeah, uh, for the first time in his career. But yeah, the same thing kind of with Aaron Jones. Not a season ender if it was early in the season, but you know the year's coming to a close, so he is done for 2018. Yeah, so that that's a bummer. He's been uh, one of the best waiver pickups uh, of the year, I would say. But uh, Uzoma, uh, he's a candidate to get probably a million targets in Week 16. And do nothing with them. Yeah, very likely. It could it could be like eight receptions for twelve yards, to be perfectly honest. But he does get to play Cleveland. Um, they're bottom, you know, ten ish in terms of points given up to tight ends. So worth worth a look again. If you have no tight end, if like you were struggling after losing Jordan Reed, I don't know, but uh, he's an option in week sixteen. Yeah, and, and one more Kent that I just want to kind of touch on. This is probably more of a higher-owned type of player. I'm looking it up right now on Yahoo. Evan Ingram is 69% owned, and early in the season he burned you, and he has not been great dealing with some injuries off and on. But this past week, uh, 75 yards receiving, and the week before, 77 yards. So if he's out there, which he could be, um, and Odell Beckham continues to miss time, I would prioritize him probably over all these options. Yep. Yeah, I, I can get behind that. That's a good call. Um, all right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today. Um, that's uh, This is your last chance to go out there and get some guys worth playing. You know, Jamal Williams, Elijah McGuire. I think those are the two biggest ones. Robert Foster uh, has potential. So, yeah, um, spend that fab. Use that priority. Bets, any last-minute advice to our listeners out there? No, man. I think you hit you know all the, the main points there. Like you said, it's the last week. It's championship week. You can't take this money with you in the next year, unfortunately. Uh, so you got to spend it if there's an option out there, even if it's to play defense against your opponent. I think that that's something that gets lost a lot. Yep, yep. You know, you might not need a uh, fourth running back or a fifth running back on your roster that you're going to play, but if your opponent is in trouble at the running back position, go grab Eli McGuire and steal him from him so he can't play him. That's kind of my uh, my last word of advice there. Um, I can't pick him up because I rostered him last week, Bets. So, boom! Because you listen to the Red Shirts pod. That's right. Um, but anyway, from from us and the Red Shirts, deeply, truly, we wish you the best of luck this week. You can catch us again on Wednesday. We'll be dropping that normal weekly pod, the last one of the season. And uh, maybe, maybe we'll get together after the season's all wrapped up and do kind of a summary show or something, but... Uh, for now, that's the, the only one left on the docket. So make sure you listen to that one. Get get your good advice out there for uh, your championship week and t- take home that bacon. Get get yourself some brass, you know, throw up a trophy on the wall. That's what we're here for. So thank you for listening to the waiver episode. We'll catch you again uh, soon here this week. And once again, we are the Red Shirts.